Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, Sherry Blair and Company, where we discuss social issues affecting the community at large. And now our host, Sherry Blair. Hi, this is Sherry Blair from Montclair, New Jersey. Thanks for joining me and listening in. Really appreciate it. I am bringing you insights from my new book, my 10th anniversary edition of my new book. Um, I didn't expect to find this information, but I'm not surprised about how the pandemic has impacted women. So it is Women's History Month. And in that light, I want to talk about sexism and the pandemic and what caring leaders can do now. A few years ago, this is building on the information that I do talk about what's happened over the last 10 years since I wrote my first book for Transforming Workplaces, was the Me Too movement, for one. And I was very honored to um, be asked to be the keynote for the University of Southern California's Women and um Management Committee. And it was a time where people were really feeling... You know, all kinds of emotions around the Me Too movement and people were not believed. And a lot of us women said, we have similar stories. We just don't tell. And that's true. You could probably ask any woman. And I would bet you that many women say, yes, this happened to me, that happened to me. I just never told anyone. So it was called Me Too, What About You? And Positivity and Persisterhood. So, of course, we're continuing on with situations that impact women in the workplace. Whether we want to get around it or talk about it or not, at the end of the day, we have a patriarchal culture that's pretty much understood The numbers are there and the numbers don't lie. But when you're under any kind of umbrella like that, that's very oppressive. Conversely, I wouldn't suggest being under a matriarchal umbrella either. That's why I say gender equality, egalitarian. We need to have equality because there's an imbalance when there's not. So anytime anybody is under any kind of oppressive um, umbrella, there is going to be discrimination and there is going to be a sense of people being held down. There's a sense of an erosion of self. In addition, there are are constructs that are taught to us at a very young age and it kind of puts shackles on our brain right like it holds us down because we often don't realize that we can be more than we were ever expected to be so it's really difficult sometimes breaking through we can't crash through uh, a glass ceiling at work if we can't release those shackles from our brain First, So that becomes very important to understand about that when we're working to empower people is to help that process there because it's embedded. It's in cult, it's cultural, which is embedded, which is very difficult culture. And our personal culture is one of the most difficult things to change. We are held down by our silence and oftentimes we're silent because what happens when we speak up in the public sector Here's a few photographs of uh, a bunch of women that speak up, spoke up in the public sector and what happened. They were shamed. They were talked about how their haircut was, what they wore. Um, and, you know, they were, oh, how do they talk? They, you know, we've never seen a time where people were so critiqued for the way 
when they were speaking out as we were seeing with women there's just it's, there's not a point in history when men have been critiqued in the same exact way and then we're all of our credibility is kind of put on the table like are they even telling the truth and then sometimes some men feel compelled to do what we know this term called mansplaining. Now, I know there are some amazing great men that do not do this at all. So thank you. I love you all for that. I love strong, powerful men who see women as their equals. So thank you. But then there definitely are men who do not, unfortunately, or if they do not quite overtly it's because they don't even realize they're doing it, right? So we need everybody to kind of jump on board to learn how we can grow and change together. One thing, I don't know if there's any, I love Lucy fans, but I want to explain this one to me, Ricky. If we are equal in our skill set, despite the industry, and that's what the World Economic Forum showed when we looked at the gender disparities, that when we start breaking it down, well, we have equal skill set no matter what the industry. However, the equality in the workplace is just not there, and it gets worse for leaders. What's up with that? It's going to take 135.6 years for global equality for women to be equal to men. Some inspiring news that are we have potential to close that gap is in Western Europe, about 52 years, North America, 61.5 years, and Latin America and the Caribbean, 68.9 years. Obviously, some countries are much more lagging behind. But if we look at 135 years, that's like 2159. What are we waiting for to take a true effort? And this is why caring leaders, at least in your workplaces, you can consider what's going on with gender equality and how people feel and are treated in that workplace. It's You could do something where you're at. I mean, and then we can only hope that politically we could do things on a grander scale. Here is the list of Western Europe and North America top 10. Now, if Iceland always seems to come up first, so I think we could learn a lot from Iceland. You know what bothers me about this list? Is America considered one of the greatest countries. And, and I love America. I love, I love that I was born here. I'm so privileged to have been born here. I was born into a working class um, family, poor to working class family. I'm very grateful for all of it. I'm very grateful that I'm here. But I do think that we could do better. We put so much money into other things. Why can't we put money into looking at our social policies that impact women, people of color, gay, all kinds of all people that are have been underrepresented. What can we do? How can we do it better? Now with the pandemic, schools closed because of COVID, that impacted women. Women still have more of the economic labor at home than their male constituents. Unfortunately, I've also in my work of working even with gay families, I've seen the same thing. One person tends to have more responsibility for the home, for the children than the other one. And typically that's a decision that's based on money. Who's making more money? 
Um, and then that is causing more health issues with women because there are double bind situations. There are also women caring for their elderly. And, and so it's like a triple bind, right? They call it the sandwich generation. Well, women comprise 39% of the workforce, yet 50% of the job losses were women. We can do better. Here's the uplifting news. Advancing gender equality has the potentiality to increase by the gross domestic product by 2030 by $13 trillion. Creating a caring culture results in happier employees. Happy employees produce 120% more than unhappy, stressed out employees. There's your business case for making this happen. When people are happier at work and when we build people up from the inside out, there's the feel good, do good principle. Positive emotional reactivity predicts increased resources. There's a spiral up. Positive emotion increases flourishing intellectually, socially, psychologically, and physically. Flourishing people want to help each other. Just by doing this, building people up from the inside out, caring about what's going on in your workplace and letting them know about that you're making changes for the greater good is going to be good for everyone. It is time. Here's your first tip. It is time for us to rethink, redefine, reinvent, figure out what we can do. There's so much money spent, but how, how can that maybe be repurposed in a time now where the pandemic is creating high hybrid workplaces, companies are spending less on real estate, well, why not consider having some kind of offering of daycare and childcare? Why not consider having some benefits when people have a, a family member who's ill and it prevents them from going to work? Why can't it be okay that they stay home if they're willing to put in that extra time to work and be able to take care of their family at the same time? Or maybe there could be funding to bring somebody in in on those days. The possibilities endless. What if, what if, what if? I This is what I dare you to do. I dare you to be different in, in figuring that out. Number two, you've got to have enough courage to start and enough heart to finish. Don't let this be another, give it some lip service, um, something that's not taken seriously and that doesn't realize that it's going to take years to change. It's not a one-year event. It's an ongoing, what did I say? How long is North America going to take? 61 years? Well, we need at least 61 years of action behind something. And it takes a lot of courage to hear how people feel. You know what? The most caring leaders have courage to hear the truth as hard as it is. I've heard some tough things. Wasn't easy to take as a leader, but I wanted to make things better. So I had to have the courage and make myself vulnerable to hear what people had to say. Whether despite my best, let me say, despite my best efforts, um, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Small businesses, sometimes it's tough to be everything to everyone. So you have to have enough courage to start and enough heart to finish. The third thing is you've got to understand that rebuilding culture requires strategic change. You can't just do a one, you know, happy copy lunch retreat. Oh, we're going to have gender equality. We're going to have all kinds of equality. We're going to have diversity and inclusion because we have a lunch 
time once a month and we bring in different foods like okay that's all well and fine that's fantastic it's a great intimate way to get to know one another but what are the policies and procedures how are people being promoted what are the troubles that women are having that prevents them from um you know moving up and um prevents them sometimes from functioning at their optimal best those are the three tips Let's move forward to crash through the glass ceilings and social barriers that have oppressed women far too long. I believe and I imagine a world where women at work are equal, are equal to their male constituencies, constituencies, pardon me, and they're equal and you have happy employees, the diverse work force is the most productive workforce people who are happy at work also produce more than unhappy as i mentioned before well that's what i believe in i believe we can do better and i know you can so i dare you to be different the rise of women is the rise of humanity and thank you for listening. This is Sherry Blair from the Sherry Blair Institute. If you want to have a tap into your potential session with me or a consultation, a free consultation, go to Sherry Blair Institute and click on it and schedule. I'd love to meet with you and I'd love to hear your ideas about creating gender equality, not only in work, everywhere in your life. Thanks for listening.